Well, it's like, God, he's yours. I've tried fixing yeah. <laughs> Like, you fix them now. Right? But, but you, you didn't do those things. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And this week, we are continuing to talk about the article from Focus on the Family about tough love. Last week we introduced the topic and this week we are going to talk really about some how-to steps and what this has looked like in our marriage. Now if you haven't listened to show number 40, which was last week's show, we encourage you to maybe even hit pause, go back and and hear that (laughs) show first as that might help you understand a little bit more of some of the things that we're going to be talking about here today uh, on, on the show. But before we get into that, we we had a funny moment. It kind of gave us a chuckle. <laughs> it, it was one of those moments when you realize, even though you think you're being so careful <laughs> and you're like on it, you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is another construction story. We seem to have learned a lot over the years. We have. Through our construction. <laughs> and this is another construction. We should like call them construction musings. We or, could write a book. Yeah. I'm all about like putting titles to these things. Hey, like, yeah, the construction, the things drawn from construction. Proverbs from construction. Proverbs from construction. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, we were finally, finally getting around we to did. finishing our decks. Yeah. They they were done to the point where they were totally usable. Yeah. But like the front deck, there was one board that was just kind of a weird well, cut that needed to be But it was off to the side. Installed. You couldn't it, tell. It was laying down. Yeah, so you couldn't it was even there. tell. It Nobody just, knew. It just needed some time and thought I could have left it. it. I could have left it. <laughs> but then the back deck, we didn't didn't have real stairs because no. we had done the deck last year. Yeah. Stairs are a bit trickier oh, and we just yeah. didn't have time to get to no. it. And so we we had this wooden platform there that we put there and it yeah. was a makeshift stair. Yeah, it, it was, was about a, a two foot, three, two foot step. It was a bit of a step. You had to stretch a little to get up and you down. Know, we're all about just taking things carefully. That's all. You yeah. just got to pay attention when you're walking <laughs> out of our door. may not have been the safest. Yeah, it kept you on your feet. Feet. Well, it kept well, you on your toes. I don't know. It made you be careful. That's right. But anyways, so finally, a friend of ours who's a really good oh, carpenter. He's so good. He Thank made, you, Jared. Yes. So good. He is so good. He made us the risers. Yeah. So he made them. He came, measured them, got them all put together, delivered it even. And so yeah. we just needed to install it and then put the composite decking yeah. over top to Actually, match no, the deck. Even more so, he installed the risers. Him and I worked together to install them. All we yeah, see, really had, amazing. all we had to do was put the boards on top, <laughs> the and then and then the side of it. But anyways, anyways. yeah. So to do the side, there would be quite a bit of measuring because we wanted it to be all one yeah. solid piece. Yeah, yeah. And so and then you had a fantastic yeah, idea. I had this epiphany. It was like a light bulb moment going <laughs> off in the construction world. I'm like, wait a second, what if? I drew a stencil. Yeah. What if I put a cardboard box up to the riser and then drew out a little stencil and then put that on the wood? Yeah, instead of doing like a hundred tiny <laughs> little measurements that would probably <laughs> cause trouble. Which is what I would have done in the in the early years of construction, yeah. Sheldon. Yes, but anyways, it was I'm, a great I'm idea. Learning. And got a perfect little stencil. We did. And we were copying the stencil onto the composite 
board that yeah. needed to be cut out. Yeah. And then it dawned on me as we were doing this that the one side would fit the way we were doing it, yeah. but that we'd need to pay attention to which one we did and flip it over yeah. and that's because for the, the other side. Right, because the, the composite board has some grooves on the one side and not on the other side. So, and, and we wanted the grooves out, if that makes sense. So it's like it's decorative. Yeah, make it more look like actual wood or whatever. Yeah, it's the decorative side where the other side doesn't. So you have to be careful. Yeah. And, we didn't buy extra material, so like there's only just enough-ish material. I got a few yeah, if a I make a mistake. Yeah, there was a wiggle room, but not a lot. There was not a lot of wiggle so room. So we were doing great. You <laughs> thought of the stencil. I was like, okay, we really need to watch for this. We need to pay attention. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, let's make sure that we do this right because then we don't have to waste a cut. Yeah. And so we we thought we were working on the right side. Yeah. <laughs> Of yeah. the stairs. Yeah. And we cut it out and you bring it over there. <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> good it's thing. a good thing. This is the first one we did because turns out we were working on the left side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, you know what? Jared's measurements were equal. Yeah. And we were able to actually just take the one that we thought we were cutting and move it to the left side. We were able to use it. And then. At that point, we knew we had to flip over the stencil uh -huh. to be able to cut for the right side. So even though we thought we were doing all the right steps <laughs> and being really careful, it turned out we weren't. And Yeah, but we anyway. were being careful. We just didn't have all the right information, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it was a pretty funny moment, too, when I brought it over to the, the stairs, to the right-hand side of the stairs, and put up the cutout board and went, huh. This isn't going to work. Like, I'm pretty sure my stencil fit. What's going on? But oh it dawned on my. us that we were able to flip it over. And yeah, moral of the story, as you said, even when we're going slow and, and being careful, we can still have some mishaps. Uh, but you know what? Are we even able to laugh at those mishaps? We were. And thankfully, we did have enough board. And I don't know how many times we said after we had those stairs, like, it is it is so much easier going in and out of our house. Like it it's not a it's not a trip trap. It's not like you're not gonna die coming out of our steps. Yeah. And it is way easier to take food off the barbecue. Like our life has gotten easier because of those stairs. So thank you, Jared, for helping me finish off those stairs. And anyways, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm Gave sure, us a chuckle where yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be more construction stories to come from Sheldon and Valerie, but uh, we're learning. We're learning we as are. we go. I felt we like are. the things we've learned made it easier this time. And there was a lot less uh, A, mistakes, and B, how do I say this, uh, marriage marriage discussions. Uh, <laughs> discussions. <laughs> Frustrations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. hey, let's jump into our topic uh, about uh, tough love. Let's, let's give a real quick refresher for those people that did listen last week and maybe those that haven't and but last week we talked about gave real briefly what tough love is not and what it is not it, it is not about our preferences it's not a one size fits all solution it's not done out of punishment or revenge it's not about manipulation or control it does not deny the importance of boundaries and we also said this, like, it is not easy. That's so that right. was the list of what tough love is not. Why don't you give the... 
quick what tough love is. Sure, yeah. The article said that tough love is about addressing truly harmful behavior. Mm. It's about becoming self-confident. It's about learning self-acceptance. It's about being grounded. It's about correctly understanding boundaries. It's about knowing our own boundaries and our own responsibilities. Mm -hmm. It's about compassion, just not the way that some people think about compassion. It's about recognizing free will, that we all have a choice Mm. to make in how we're going to live. It's about becoming strong. And it's about having courage to take action even if we're scared. Right, right. And then we ended the show last week by saying how the article emphasized that one of the most important truths about tough love is that it's prim- primarily about you, like like our mm-hmm. own selves, our individual selves, not really actually about the other person doing the wrong. Like, yes, we also want the other person to see the harm that they're causing and change their behavior, but we can't control them. That's right. But we can control ourselves. We can become confident, strong, aware of our own boundaries, aware of our own needs and responsibilities. And then we can take positive action to change the relationship and and change what's going on in the relationship and what we're accepting and, and those types of things. So yeah. that is like a quick summary, a snapshot of what we talked about last week. Again, if you haven't listened to that show, we recommend that you go back and listen to it. Uh, as we unpack those points a little bit more there. But today, we want to focus on the basic steps in applying tough love. And and so the article laid out eight basic steps uh, when it comes to how to apply tough love. And so we're going to walk through these steps. And we're also going to share a little bit from our marriage of what this has looked like and, and how we've had to navigate some tough love and in some tough situations. So so that's what today's show is about. We're going to jump into those steps. So that's right. Why don't you start with the first one and we'll start unpacking them from there. Sure. So the first is really about getting a good support system that includes trusted friends, uh, maybe your pastor, a licensed counselor, right? Their insight is really going to help. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we've been in a dysfunctional relationship, we can struggle to see what is reality, what's healthy, what's unhealthy. Really, it's kind of like we don't even know what way is up or down sometimes, and we need that outward perspective to help us recognize Mm -hmm. what we should be aiming for. And so this support system can really help us to to stay strong through Mm. the emotional roller coaster that we might experience in this process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, support systems are so good in all of our areas and all of our walks of life. I have found support systems to be really, really helpful. And especially applying the tough love, that support system is going to be key. Article also talked about that we need to become strong enough so that we're ready to stand up to harmful behavior. We need that strength to follow through with our commitment to tough love even if the outcome doesn't really line up or match what we are hoping for or even what we are longing for it to be. Now, as we share that, it's kind of like, well, well, how do we do this, right? Like, like what does that, yeah. that look like? And some of it comes down to just knowing who we are, that we do not deserve, knowing that we do not deserve to be mistreated in our relationship. 
And this is that self-acceptance and, and that self-confidence piece that we were talking about last week. You know, to understand that I am not defined by my relationship. And if it ends because the other person won't stop the destructive behavior, knowing that that will still be okay mm-hmm. and that we're, we're doing what is right by not enabling that destructive behavior. Yeah, and I think also, again, learning what a healthy relationship looks like is going to help us to become strong, really. Mm. Because if you think about it, when people get lost in, in the woods, they often are convinced that going a certain way is the way out, but it's the complete wrong direction. Mm. Or they just end mm-hmm. up going in circles because they're lost. They right. don't know the way. They need a guide or a compass Mm. to show them the way. And so in our relationships, in order to get strong, we might need a guide or a compass to show us how to think, almost like a retraining. In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, if there's any excellence or anything worthy of praise think about these things Mm, i love that verse yeah but often we think that this means you know you just think nice thoughts right that that's that's typically how we view that but the god of the bible doesn't want us just thinking nice thoughts like we've got our heads stuck in in the sand Mm -hmm. right god is a god of justice and righteousness Mm -hmm. among other things and he, he doesn't want abusive, toxic, or destructive behavior in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, if there is abuse going on, what's true is that God wants us to confront sin in a, in a loving and kind and respectful way, but to confront it. It's also true that he loves us. And that abusive, toxic behavior is outside of his plan and his design for marriage. What's honorable is taking a stand against that sin. Mm. What's right is that no one should be abusing another person. What's lovely is that we should be kind and we should be thoughtful, encouraging each other to grow in Christ-likeness and so on. And so we might need to remind ourselves of those things because we're going to have to fight our our doubts and we're going to have to fight our fears. Our internal compass, it, it might be off kilter and sending us down a wrong path. And working through those things, it can help to fix that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was a struggle for me because I was one of those people that didn't know which way was up or down. Mm. And so for me, this looked like becoming secure in my relationship with Christ, that that he was enough. Even if our marriage ended, God was enough. I didn't need to be defined by that. For me, I, I really had to dive into the Bible to learn what love actually was to fix my thinking to fix my compass, and then to have really a a determined resolve to not enable and not ignore sin any Mm. longer. Mm -hmm. Because our relationship, not that it was abusive or angry or hostile, but there was definitely hidden addictions Mm -hmm. that you were bringing into our relationship that I didn't 
know about, but you things it. were off. Yeah. Things were off. And even though I'd asked you to go to counseling and yeah. you refused, I just kind of backed away right. and became quiet and withdrawn instead of pursuing that healing and health. Mm-hmm. The third one that the article talks about is to be honest with ourselves. I mean, honest about whether we've been enabling the toxic behavior or whether we're codependent in there, honest about what we might need to change so we can use tough love effectively. Like this is where, again, that support system is so helpful. Because remember, like tough love is not about joining our spouse or the other person in the wrong that they are doing or coming up with our own wrong behavior to add to yeah. the mix of things, right? Like we don't match it here or, or that gives us the excuse to kind of bite back or to those types of things. But it's really about following through on a predetermined action. And that could be a consequence that's been set in response to the other person's action, which is really the other person's choice. Because again, we only control ourselves. And so they are the ones choosing whether they're going to change or whether they're going to continue to walk in that really destructive behavior when tough love is needed to be implemented into the relationship. Yeah. And, and again, for me, this was one that I really had to work on. I had to be honest about the fact that I did need to take a stand. I needed to gain that strength that I just Mm. talked about. I couldn't just leave it any longer. I had to take personal responsibility Mm. and really open my eyes up to reality. Right. And for me, I also had to be honest with the fact that my behavior was toxic to our relationship and that I needed to change things that I were that I was doing uh, because it wasn't healthy. You know, I had to realize that I needed to make that change for myself. I needed to make that change for our family. I needed to make that change for our marriage, but I had to come to that realization. Like I had to come to the place where I needed to change. And that really began by being honest with myself. And, and so that's what we're saying here. Like both people, there has to be this honesty that's taking place. Mm -hmm. And the fourth step that the article laid out when it came to really the how to's of tough love, it talked about how that we needed to decide ahead of time what we need the other person to do. And this is really talking about setting up clear boundaries and, and having them clear expectations and and making it it clear some things that can help with this is to write them down right review them with our support system ask them for help ask them for their input like is this a is this the right boundary is this boundary hard enough or is this boundary a little too loose and and i think too this we have to be honest with ourselves will i and can i truly implement this boundary because if if yeah. we're not ready to stand by that boundary that isn't going to help anybody it isn't going to help the person where that needs the boundary set in place and it's not going to help the person that sets the boundary in place right and so whatever boundary we set we have to be able and willing to to follow through on that and that's where the support system and talking these things out with the support system can really help Mm -hmm. having the boundaries set ahead of time will help us really hold to the consequences like if it were to come to that as we said last week like tough love is not easy and so if we can set things up ahead of time it will help us 
in the follow through throughout that. And and I even think even just in parenting in general. Now, I'm not saying, you know, tough love is needed all the time in parenting. But what I'm saying is like, as we set boundaries for our kids, if we don't follow through on the boundaries that we set, and let's say they, you know, break curfew, like we ask them to be home at a certain time, and they're not home at a certain time. And that was a boundary that we set. But if there's no discussion with the children after, if there's no, if we don't follow through on the consequence, there's a good chance that that boundary will continue to be pushed. And so I'm just saying in all areas of our life, when we set up those boundaries, we just have to be able and willing to follow through. Yeah, because boundaries. boundaries doesn't have to be just about tough love. Like we're no. talking about boundaries in the in the sense of like tough love where there's really harmful behavior. Right. But we can have healthy boundaries in our everyday normal healthy relationships yeah. as well. We probably have them, we just haven't named them or thought about yeah, them. Yeah, right. Boundaries isn't only for tough love. It, it can be in healthy, functional relationships yeah. as well. Yeah, and what I'm saying with those is that even in those, we have to be able to follow through. Yeah, right. yeah, for yeah. sure. Fifth step, clearly telling the other person how their actions are being destructive. Using I statements to explain your own boundaries clearly and honestly and respectfully will really help here. And then explaining what steps they need to take Mm -hmm. to change their behavior. And then the consequences if that desired behavior doesn't happen. Mm. So in the article, they gave a really specific example of what this could look like. So Mm. I'm I'm just going to read it. This is it. Your pornography use twists God's plan for sex. It's keeping us from being genuinely intimate in marriage. It's demeaning to me. And it's setting a horrible example for our kids. I need you to stop using porn. I'll watch you delete everything inappropriate from every device. I will have access to all your device passcodes going forward. You will go to counseling. If you choose not to take these steps, you'll need to find another place to live until you decide how you want to move forward. You have one day to take care of your devices and you have one week to start counseling. This is all or nothing. Your actions will be your answer. Very clear. That very is, clear, very direct. Yeah, yeah. But it, it can still be done in a loving way. Like this isn't a... De- yeah, I just we can say these things. We can be direct and loving in the same time. Yeah. But tough love is going to have to create some. We're going to have to have some directness yeah. in, in our tone or in but, our conversation. And and through this, it wasn't about revenge. It wasn't about getting back. It mm-hmm. was setting those clear boundaries, expectations, consequences, all the parameters, right. so the other person could make their decision mm-hmm. of whether they were going to follow that or not. And to be honest this might create a crisis Mm. in our marriage, (laughs) right? right? But when there is toxic or abusive behavior, a crisis might be what's needed. Mm. And so we're not trying to say, you know, add fuel to the fire, but rather making the issues clear and then motivating a spouse who's unwilling to change or maybe living in denial Mm they're not willing to acknowledge their problem, that crisis might be what's needed to kind of wake them up. Right, 
right? What this looked like for us, because unfortunately, pornography was a part of our my past, not our past, was a part of my past. Yeah. But what this looked like for for me was giving you access to all of the devices that I was using. It looked like setting up an internet tracking software. We use or started using Covenant Eyes. We yeah. continue to use Covenant Eyes. It looked like me getting accountability partners in my life, letting you know who they were and checking in with them on a regular set time. It wasn't yeah. just about letting you know like, oh, hey, I have these men that are in my life. But it was also like, I have these men in my life. This is when we're meeting. This is how often yeah. we're meeting. And these are the conversations we're having. And it was a regular set up time moving forward. And I still have these things in place 10 years later, when we are the ones who committed the offense and we're wanting to repair it, we should be doing anything that we can to help bring security to our spouse, to show our spouse we are making the change, that we see the harm that we've caused and that we don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it isn't just, and this is why I say this, it isn't just about, you know, fixing the initial behavior it's a hard issue like i had yeah. some things to work through in my life with with god and 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 trust him through things and but what i'm saying is this is why i've kept these men and i should also say this like i say these men but it the men have changed over the 10 years i don't have the same accountability partners that i had 10 years ago right. that are walking with me right now but i still have men that are walking with me right now in different areas of my life and they're asking me how i'm doing with my internet and how am i doing with pornography in my life because yeah i've been 10 years you know, set free of that, but it's still just one click away. Unfortunately, in our day and age, the internet is so accessible. And so I always encourage men and I've done this in my own life and and people continue to have accountability partners in your life, not just when it's hard and, and not just when times are tough, but even when things are going really, really well continue to walk with people in your life continue to invite people in continue to be vulnerable with people that are able to encourage you and and edify you and equip Mm -hmm. you and spur you on and not just talk about your struggles necessarily but also how is your relationship with god how are you growing and spiritually maturing dr julie slattery she is kind of an expert in the field of of sexuality and and biblical sexuality Mm. and she says that every sexual issue is actually a spiritual issue And so dealing with that spiritual stuff of of getting to the root of the issue, because right. the sexual sin, it's a symptom. Yeah. At the root, yeah. it's a God issue. Yeah. And so, so yes, have them there to be checking, mm-hmm. but also how are you growing? Mm-hmm. How are you learning to trust God to meet your needs, that he's enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all those things. Yeah. I love those conversations that I have with the men that are in my life when we get talking about God. And I love the conversations where we talk about sports too. Like, like, but I've got men in my life where we are talking about those things, and it and it is encouraging and edifying and spurring you on. So yeah, all right. Oh, one other thing we did was we did do counseling. That's right. Yeah. That- yeah. 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 <laughs> for our marriage, we did go to counseling, yeah. and and that got us talking. And the great part with our counseling, it was our pastor at the time, and he didn't let us blame each other. Yeah. Like we had to own up 
to our stuff. I had to own up to my stuff. I had to own up to the issues I brought in, to the things I was doing. He did not allow me at once to point the finger and say, yeah, but it was like, oh no, Sheldon, like you have to realize what you've done. You have to make these changes. But but he did that for both of us. Yeah, because in a very I had to loving... do the same, right? Own what right. I had contributed, the way I had withdrawn and put up walls and and given up, really. Right, and he didn't allow us. He didn't allow you to blame me, and he didn't allow me to blame you. But he got us talking and yeah. introduced us to some same language. And it, yeah, we did also do counseling. Yes, for our marriage as well. <laughs> All right, basic uh, basic steps. Let's get back to that. Step number six is to. Step back and quietly watch for the person's response in the form of action. Mm. Right? The old saying talk is cheap. Well it's true. You can you can promise the moon, but if you can't deliver, yeah. that promise isn't worth anything. And so with this, the the article it recommended don't chase. Don't smother or beg or grovel, manipulate, or even demand compliance. Mm-hmm. Instead, let the other person choose whether they're going to take that responsibility for what's theirs to control and what's theirs to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, this is where like being clear in those steps that we're setting up, yeah. right? In As we set up those steps, we're not... We're not saying like that isn't actually what demanding compliance looks like. The, the, that's actually healthy to say like you need to stop using pornography. You uh, like the list that you went through, yeah, yeah. right? I just someone might be like, well, that's demanding compliance. It's like no, that's actually saying what's going on is not healthy, and I'm not going to stand for the unhealthy, toxic behavior. Yeah, it's a clear boundary. That's right. That this this is what what we have to work within, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so. You know what? Sometimes it might not go as we had hoped it would. Yeah. In those moments, and this will be really hard, but don't panic. Mm. Remember our resolve to pursue healing, to stop that unhealthy cycle, to stop that unhealthy situation. And, and again, remember that we can only control ourselves. Our spouse has to choose to get healthy themselves we Mm -hmm. can't force that upon them Mm -hmm. if we do it might last a little bit but it's not going to be that heart change it's not going to be lasting which you know in our relationship you never demanded these things right like you didn't chase you didn't smother it was this like Okay, God, like, well, it's like, God, he's yours. I've tried fixing, yeah. <laughs> like, you fix them now, right? But but you, you didn't do those things with that, which I'm sure, I'm sure was difficult. It, it was, it was really difficult, but because I had spent six months just really focusing on God and my relationship with him, my identity in him, that he was enough and what love actually looked like. Mm. It, it was all of that, that, that growing strong, that was one of the steps that, that made it possible to lay these things out as the boundary and not, not go into that manipulation or begging or, or any of those things, but realizing that I had to leave it between you and God and what you chose, having help. From, and counsel from our pastor really helped me to resist that temptation, but being secure mm. 
Mm. in my relationship with God is what really made it possible for me to do that. Mm. The seventh step that the article lays out when it's talking about tough love, and I don't think we said this at the beginning of this podcast, but this is talking about tough love with adults or adult children. That's right. Uh, like, like, yeah, just want to highlight that uh, here today. But the seventh step was accept the person's free choice and their answer in the form of their actions. Uh, again, whether or not it's what we wanted their answer or whether that's what we wanted their actions to be. And we've already alluded to this can be really difficult and this can be really scary. But this is a step of of understanding that everyone has that choice to make and we have to kind of walk this with some open hands because it is the other person's choice and so we have to be able to accept that whether it's the way we wanted it to look like or not and then the eighth step that they talked about was hold the person accountable to the consequences that were laid out in the beginning stick with what we've determined and ask God to give us wisdom and strength. And this is the so badly the support system that is going to walk with us through this to be able to have those clear boundaries, to be able to follow through on those boundaries, follow through on those consequences, because there might be those times where you want to loosen them up and loosen it up loosen up the consequence uh, or, or overlook something where that third party and those friends are able to come in and say like, no, you're doing the right thing. Stay strong. I know this is hard. I know this isn't what we all wanted this to look like, mm-hmm. but stay strong. Stay. This is actually making you healthy. And, and so that support system, again, is so, so crucial. And I'll say this too, as we talk about the support system, it it doesn't have to be a big support system. In, no. in fact, we would encourage it not to be a really wide support system, depending, I guess, what you need and what's going to work for your relationship. But, you know, there there's the inner circle, right? And, and the inner circle that knows everything, that's walking through that journey with you, and that's really helping you out through that. And I guess that is going to look different depending on what people need. But not everybody can always handle certain information or what's going on in relationships. And so anyways, I just... Yeah, use wisdom and discernment in who your support system is yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what does it look like then as we you know, talk about this is some steps of, of how to implement tough love, but what if it doesn't work? Well, the article talked about, and I would agree that either way, the hard truth is that tough love works either way, mm. right? It, it's either going to show us that they are willing and ready to change and get help, or it's going to show us that they're not, mm. right? And and again, we can only change ourselves. As much as we love and pray and work at it, each person has to choose for themselves how they're going to live and what they're going to choose. Mm-hmm. And so either way, if you're in a situation where tough love is needed, it's going to give you an answer and it will work. Right. It just might not be exactly what we expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, tough love works in the sense that we begin to become confident in who we are. And we know, we now know without question where they stand, uh, where the other person in this relationship, where they, where they stand on these things. 
the hard part is they may choose not to change. The outcome might not be what we wanted. And in those cases, it can be so difficult and painful to watch our loved one choose that. But going through the steps of tough love is going to help us come to a place of realizing that we have value, that we have significance and purpose apart from what the other person says or or even what the other person does and even what the other person chooses. That's right. This That's some of the things that we will gain through tough love. Yeah, and ultimately, again, if anyone is in a position where it's come to needing tough love, we would encourage you mm. to to stay the course, to trust God with your fears and with your future, no matter the outcome that your spouse chooses. Mm-hmm. God is good and he loves you. And he's promised that when we seek him with our whole hearts, we will find him. Mm. And that's where that strength and that identity can be so secure to give us the strength to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We've never done this on the podcast, but I just wonder if we could just pause for a real quick second and just pray. Uh, pray for the people that have are processing this information. This isn't easy. This isn't an easy topic to talk about. This wasn't easy for us to go through. No, it's very hard. But it was necessary Yes, for us to go through. It was necessary for you to take that stand. It was necessary for us to go to counseling. It was necessary for us to put boundaries in place. To confront sin. Yeah. Like it was necessary for us to do that. It wasn't easy. And we've alluded to that and talked about that a lot. But I just, I just want to stop, pray for the people that are listening that may need to implement some of this into their relationship. And I hope that they have heard through the podcast that we understand how hard it is to implement this. And we understand that it isn't easy. But as I just said, it was it was so necessary for us to have the relationship that we have today. Mm-hmm. We had to do that. Yeah, we you had, had to, do, to the work. do that. We had to put in the work. And for us, and our story has turned out that our marriage is stronger for it, that we are stronger together for it. Unfortunately, we know that's not everybody's story when tough love is implemented. We know of couples where that is put in, the tough love has been put into place and it's really led to a lot of destruction and pain. Well, I I wouldn't say destruction and pain. It drew that line, right? And the one person made the choice. True. The destruction and pain was already there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You're right. And and so yeah, let's just pray. Father, we just uh, we come before you, God, and I just pray for our listeners, uh, everyone that is out there. And Lord, we just pray if anyone has to step into putting in tough love, would you give them guidance and discernment and patience? Uh, Would you bring a support system around them to help them know what this looks like in a healthy way? Father, I thank you that we can turn to you. I thank you that you were there as Valerie sought you out as also for, for me as well. I love the promise in your word that when we draw close to you, that you will draw close to us, that when we seek you, we will find you and we seek you with all our heart. And that's what we found. And so, Lord, I, I just pray for those people out there that 
that are just really in a hard place and not knowing what to do and where to turn next? Would they first turn to you? And would you also, Lord, bring people into their lives to help them navigate through these tough circumstances? We just thank you, God, that we can come to you at with all that we have, with anything that's going on in our life. And you are there to help guide and course correct in, in a gentle way, like a loving father, like, like a shepherd. And we thank you for that. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's do some ending processing questions that we have for you today. Is what The first question is, what resonated with you from the show today? And then the second question is, in what ways do I trust God with my fears and my future? Once again, we want to end the show with a little summer promo announcement about Family Life Canada's weekend getaways. Here are Neil and Cheryl Josephson. If you're married, we want to encourage you with this. There's more. Whether you're in a great season, a rough patch, or feeling a little disconnected, there is a path to more closeness and joy in your relationship. So please join us at a Family Life Canada Weekend Getaway Marriage Conference. You've got 10 to choose from at breathtaking locations across Canada starting this fall and into next spring. Right now, our summer special is on the lowest rate of the year to register or give this to friends or family, but only until July the 23rd. To learn more, head over to FamilyLifeCanada.com. Your marriage is so worth it. If you haven't been to a weekend getaway, or even if you have, we encourage you to take advantage of this summer special. That's right. And currently, uh, Sheldon and I, we are scheduled to speak in Winnipeg and Victoria and St. Andrews. And so if you're at one of those events and you listen to the show, please, (laughs) please come and say hi to us. We would love to meet you face to face. And... To hear about you and your journey and also to hear firsthand the impact that Marriage Talk is having in your life and marriage. Thanks for joining us this week and we will talk with you next week. Bye.